honestly. struggles of sitting down <laughs> no it is a struggle a for lot. sure it's, it's um it takes a lot out of you and that's okay <laughs> after a day of sitting down to walk from there mm-hmm. to down here and sit down some more just yeah. really takes the wind out of you i mean <laughs> now that we're really confined to our homes it's like the distance that we're able to walk is really <laughs> diminished <laughs> it feels like forever <laughs> Like, I know I'm used to walking from one room to another. I can't imagine having to, like, go outdoors and walk for, like, no. blocks on end. No. Could you imagine? Wow. Every time we start this, I lose my voice. That's beautiful. I think that's really, I think that's really brave of you. you it's know? really beautiful and bold. Yes, I would, say. I would. Could you imagine, like, speed walking at work to, like, go get lunch? No. I no. would. I think I would die. <laughs> like, like, I think I would die on the way. No, it's just like, you know how fast I used to walk in the before yes. times. Yes. I was, I, I'm such a quick walker. She's speedy. I don't think I'm going to be capable of that when this is over. No. Like, I like will truly pass out. <laughs> I think we might finally walk at the same pace. Maybe. Yeah. This could be it. This could be my moment. But now I'm slower probably too. <laughs> Two ships passing the night. Like night. You know, like it's not to say that I was anywhere near being in shape prior to all of this, but like it's somehow gotten Girl. worse from an already like neutral standpoint. Like it's somehow gotten worse. Like literally that's that's the 2020-2021 motto. Somehow it's gotten worse. That's it. That's it. That's all. Um, welcome back to another episode of Honestly. A podcast. With Zoe and Logan. That's Logan. And that was Zoe. Wow. <laughs> Look at us. I like the now idea. Let's of- do the spelling. <laughs> let's do it. I like the idea of introducing the podcast after we spent like two minutes talking about how we can't Being walk and we're out of breath. It's like yeah. everyone's like, yeah, no, we know who we're listening to. It's fine. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we can hear heavy breathing every time you say a sentence. It's fine. We get it. We're, we're good. We're on board. We're good, love. Um, how are you doing? Oh, you know, <laughs> the same. Um. <laughs> There was it was it a tweet or a tick it was a TikTok that mm. you sent me mm-hmm. of like someone talking about the pandemic and just the state of the world. Mm-hmm. It's just very much like it's getting worse every day. Yeah. And we're just like stuck here in this like weird like some days you wake up and it feels fine and it feels mm-hmm. normal. Like today, like earlier I woke up this morning got up early to have a shower and I was like I'm on top of the world look at me I'm clean I have new sweatpants on (laughs) clean sweatpants 
fresh from the laundry sweatpants. Oh my god, stunning. And then by like midday, I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> Still in that little mm-hmm. pandemic thing. Yeah. No, it's it's true. Like there are some moments where everything feels very normal, or you like trick yourself into thinking that yeah. everything's normal. <laughs> And I mean, I guess it is normal. Like, this is the new normal, as they say. Uh, the new normal in these and unprecedented it, times. It really does feel like that to a certain <laughs> extent, where it's just like, okay, we've been doing this for almost a year. Yeah. This is just what I'm used to at this point. Yeah. Like, this is what it is. <laughs> this is as good as it's getting. <laughs> this is all that's happening. And that's, hey. <laughs> like, like that's clean sweatpants is. is all we have to look forward to. And that's. And it's something. That's fine. It's something, um, it's, yeah, it's very weird. I feel like every week I sound like a broken record, but it's just, it's a weird time and every day is weirder somehow than the last. You start to get used to it and then you're like, wait, what? It's weird. And (laughs) there's just a, a back and forth and it's that's hard to keep up with mentally. (laughs) Yeah, very much that. And like we've talked about before, it just kind of feels like we're being gaslit by, (laughs) I don't know, our workplace, our government. Yes. Just larger entities. (laughs) All of the above. Where it's like, wait, no, like, this is a really, like, messed up situation that we're all living through. Like, why is no one else freaking out? (laughs) And like... It just feels <laughs> like work specifically <laughs> mm. is very interesting because it's talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. The effects of the pandemic are talked about a lot on like mental health, how we're all doing, how we're all like surviving in this new world. <laughs> um, and then nothing happens. <laughs> There's no change. Mm-hmm. Workload is the same or more than usual yeah and it's just it's very like I would rather you like not acknowledge it at all than yeah. like acknowledge it but like not do anything about like, it acknowledging it with empty words doesn't do anything to make yeah. it better it's like the same idea as like people who make apologies and they're like I acknowledge or I'm taking accountability yeah. you know you can't just say it like you can't just be like these are unprecedented times you know shit's crazy right now and then like not do anything to try and like make your employees lives better it's like okay so what are we gonna do about that yeah and they're like oh um no that is personal to you and doesn't actually have anything to do with us they're like um that's for you to figure out but consider this take a walk Hug a tree. Talk to a tree. (laughs) I want you to know, like, I keep saying that every time, but people listening, I want you to know that that was a real solution provided Mm -hmm. to us in a meeting that we had to go to. Yeah. A speaker Mm -hmm. came to tell us to talk to a tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm depressed. (laughs) I don't, (laughs) like, in the woods now, though? Like, I don't know. I'm so starved for, like, attention and, like, interaction that, like, maybe I'm about to go out into the backyard and talk to this tree, you know? It's a nice tree. (laughs) Maybe I'll go see what she has to say. Trisha Leaftoss. Trisha Leaftoss. Trisha Leaftoss. We did name Logan's backyard tree. Yeah. That's a thing that normal people do. (laughs) 
It is. And then they make lights out of their grapefruit juice. Yeah. And that's that's a DIY we'll share another time. <laughs> Not now. Save it for later. Build to it. Build to it. How are you? Oh, I mean, <laughs> just like copy and paste everything you just yeah. said. It's been a it's been a weird like week or so. Um work was just like crazy last week. Yeah. Um to the point where I did have a full on um emotional breakdown. Yes. <laughs> the laugh. You know, it's like it's one of those things where it's like in the moment, like I was like genuinely like so upset yeah. and just like like at the end of my rope. And it's like I completely like I think my like feelings are really valid and like I don't like regret like having those emotions but it's just like looking back like it's just so funny I was like damn I was so upset (laughs) I saw again I'm gonna bring up TikTok because you have to (laughs) but I saw a TikTok where it was like my girlfriend laughing about like her childhood trauma and like all her like mental illness and the person's there like laughing hysterically and then she's like the sound is like why are you laughing why are you laughing and then it goes to him and he's like it's not funny (laughs) it's not funny and it just feels very that yeah (laughs) that's the mood you know it's just like you have those those moments or those days or those weeks whatever where it's like everything is really hard and you just feel so shitty and then it's like you know at some point you come out of that and it's just like it's funny I'm just (laughs) like like, damn damn. like I was like like hysterically sobbing and like screaming about how miserable I was And it's like, man, like I still am, but like, like stand by it. But also, it's we like can I, laugh. you know, I was, and I still am. But like, I don't know. I'm just, I'm in a better place today than I was a week ago. So that's, that's cool. Um, yeah, no, it's just been a weird week. Lots of lots of ups and downs. <laughs> but you know, a lot of excitement, good and bad. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? It was just like it was a crazy week work wise, and then I was like, woo, four days off. <laughs> then the weekend was like bitch you thought <laughs> we're gonna throw we're not starting good way <laughs> um, honey you've got a big storm yeah, coming that's what that's what the universe said to me and that's okay things are fine everything's okay um but you know it is what it is like today was an okay day but god knows what tomorrow will bring <laughs> that's that's really it no <laughs> it's that just sums like, it up I've kind of just gotten to the point where it's like, I'm just gonna like ride this good mood for as long as it lasts, where it's like I can like trick myself into thinking like everything's okay. Yeah. Because it's like sooner or later, the fucking depression's gonna smack me in the face and be like, be sad again. Yeah. And then you go, okay. It's like, all right, I like, guess I won't get out of bed all day. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Like, whatever. I don't know. It's just like, it's so stupid. I just like. <laughs> That meme where it's like, yes, honey, <laughs> the brain just looking sad, like literally, literally it. Uh, damn. <laughs> Any content you've been consuming in the past week? Anything you've been loving or hating or living for? Oh, well, <laughs> let me just, I have a lot of feeling. Drag Race UK. Okay. Very good. Okay. The song. UK Hun. UK Hun. By the United Kang doll version. Kang? Did I Kang? say Kang? 
king? Why did I develop a weird Jordy <laughs> accent in the middle of that? That's fine. Love Roll that. with it. Yeah. Let it happen. Um, that has legitimately been stuck in my head since since <laughs> Zoe's going through it right now, everyone. Stroke. Um, since I watched the episode on Thursday, maybe it was mm-hmm. Monday. Yeah, Thursday. I mean, Thursday it, night to now has been stuck in my head. It has taken the world by storm. I can't go on Twitter or TikTok or anything without seeing somebody referencing that song. <laughs> it's everywhere, and every two seconds, I'm just like bimini to myself in my brain. Like I can't <laughs> help it. I liked your typing away that was like bimini. I liked your tweet the other day where it was like unleash the beast bimini, <laughs> and it was like that's the a, demon font generator. That's literally what's going on inside my brain at all Love times. That. Anything I'm doing, and it just it starts from that part mm-hmm. always. Yeah, like I'll like sing the rest in my head, but it always <laughs> starts by unreleased bimini bimini. And that's 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 content I've been consuming. And that's important content. <laughs> and it hasn't stopped being consumed. Also, Drag Race UK mm. related. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of like weird. Like I like Lawrence Cheney. I've told you about Lawrence Cheney yes. and that I enjoy them. And they like I feel like there's a lot of weird slander of Lawrence Cheney oh online right now. Not Lawrence Cheney like, slander. They're like Rue picks favorites so obviously, and then, and it's like, well, if they're doing well, like I don't <laughs> think that's like a favorites thing so much as like they're doing well with the competition. Yeah, it's like yeah, Rue picks favorites. It's like you look at somebody like Derek Barry who was on yeah. for way too long. Yes, and it was like that was clearly just Rue was delighted by the Britney impersonation <laughs> yes. but it's like if the person is genuinely doing well week after week then like they deserve to be there like I saw someone compare um like the quick wit of like mm. Lauren Shane to like Bianca on her season mm-hmm. just like always having something to say always having something funny to say and like always being ready with like mm-hmm. a response back to Rue and I think that's why people are like oh my god favorites it's like well if they're like good at banter with RuPaul, like of course RuPaul's gonna like them. Yeah. But like generally, they're just doing well in the competition. But there's a lot of people not liking that, and I find that interesting. Okay, you heard it I here don't... first, everyone. <laughs> Zoe will not tolerate the Lawrence Cheney slander. <laughs> I'm just gonna like bring it back to being fat again because we can't have one conversation without that. <laughs> But I just feel like perhaps mm. if Lawrence was like a skinny fashion queen that uh-huh. was getting favorite like by Rue, I don't think it would be like such an issue. And that's but, um, tea. Um, <laughs> tea. That's the ding dang dong sing sing song. <laughs> Bimini. Bimini. Um, otherwise, I just like, what have I been doing? Like, I don't even... I know re- rewatching The Office. I told you that already. Yeah, it's fantastic. But we're we're in the season now where Jim and Pam are dating finally, but secretly <gasps> we're at the secret. Oh yes, secret part. It was just the the um, marathon episode where they do it for <laughs> <laughs> Meredith Raby. <laughs> oh. And he Michael eats all the Alfredo before <laughs> he goes, and then he doesn't drink any water. 
<laughs> oh my god, that show really is oh, so funny. It's so funny. But that first season. Oh, it's it's painful to get through. It's hard. But it gets so, so much better and so much funnier. <laughs> you just have to. You have to muscle through. Like, it's worth it. Gotta. We promise. <laughs> um, what else? Oh, I don't. I don't remember if I said this on the last episode or not for things I've been listening to. But let me just Greta Van Fleet. Ooh, <laughs> they have a new single out now called "The Heat from Above," and it's very good. Come through, GVF. <laughs> Some Come new through. content in their weird, weird little outfits. Whatever this new era is that they're entering, I'm scared, frankly. Um, yeah, but I, they frighten me. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Going to the concert was a lot too because it it just. There was a lot of people there that I was like, I don't understand the vibe. Yeah. The mood was unreadable. It was unreadable. Very much that energy. Mm. Um, So I'm just, there's a lot of confusion, but the song is very good. Yeah. Will it make it on to the February playlist? I think it will. Okay. I I have a couple songs written down ready to go for that. So I look forward to listening to that and the others. (laughs) stuff i keep having to like i have a post-it note on my desk Mm -hmm. and i'll be like when i realize that oh like i've listened to the song a lot this week or something i'll just like (laughs) write it down down. because i know because i know when the time comes to do the monthly playlist i'm gonna be like i haven't listened to anything no i know right i'll beetlejuice again (laughs) like put that on there oh god What about you? Any content? Okay, yes. And there's something glaring that you didn't mention that we have to discuss. And that is to all the boys, always and forever. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. Ma'am. Yes. I know. I think I just knew that it was yours to discuss. (laughs) I couldn't compare. No, no, no. This is a joint conversation. We both have thoughts and feelings. Um, Of course. The third and final installment of the To All the Boys I've Loved Before series. That dropped on Netflix last week. It did. And it was emotional. (laughs) It was. I just. It's a good. It's a good series of movies. I just want to hug each one. (laughs) Yes. It has provided so much like joy and comfort over the last few years that it was really, truly like devastating to see it have to end (laughs) i know i'm just like i'm just holding out that years from now they'll make a where are they now let's catch up with them in the future (laughs) just like we know they made it (laughs) yeah no i choose to believe that they will make it you know and i mean like it obviously ends on like a very like hopeful note and you know like they're together when the movie ends so you can kind of like write the rest of the story for yourself but I was like I'm not ready to say goodbye to these characters they mean so much to me they're just so good and it's just I know everyone's been talking about it like on Twitter and stuff but like I love when you see from the beginning like the first movie to the last movie like how the characters react to things differently like the spoiler alert let's get it out (laughs) there first but like the not getting in and then she lies about it for a little bit accidentally at first. <laughs> but when that is brought up that she didn't actually get in, if it was the first movie, that would have been a, this is where they're broken up. Yeah, exactly. Moment. 
But instead, it was just like, are you okay? And that, it's so nice to see. That you know character what, development. You know what part absolutely destroyed me? Like, just, like, punched me so hard in the gut that I started, like, immediately sobbing? Is when Kitty is like, I lied. I'm actually going to miss you at 12. I swear to God, it was just immediate hysterics. (laughs) I cried for so much of that movie, but just so much of it. Just the whole, like, end chunk specifically. Just the dad, his dad, Kitty. Everyone was was making me cry. So much. And I was, like, thinking about it, like, about, like, like, it's so good for so many reasons, but then, like, after watching the third one, I was like, I think part of the reason why I like it so much is that, like, I just see myself in so many of the characters. It's just, like, 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 Laura Jean kind of being, like, the quiet, like, introverted, like, hopeless rom-com. Yeah. Who, like, doesn't really take shit from anybody, but, like, is, like, just kind of keeps to herself. And then, like, Chris, I love Chris so much. Like, I feel like that's very much, like, a part of my personality is her. And then, like, just the the story with, like, Peter and his dad, like, it's just, like, it's so well done. And I think little Noah Centineo did such a good job acting yes. those scenes out in this one. And it's just, like, I, like, he just does such a good job, like, portraying, like, the hurt of being, like, in his mind, basically like, left behind yeah, and for forgotten like by his dad. And, like, wow. It's just so good. Like, it's just, all the characters are so relatable in their own ways. And it's just, like, ugh. It was just such, like, a nice little series, and it just makes me so happy. <laughs> also, I want that Subway sandwich bouquet. Okay, right, though? <laughs> like, I was like, that's brilliant, and now all I want to eat is a Subway sandwich. Yes. I loved the ongoing Subway product placement yes. brand deal collab they had going on. <laughs> I like that they worked it into the character. Yeah. I was like, it's... I-, I believe it. <laughs> I believe I mean, like, it now. Listen, I love Subway, too, so... <laughs> So another way you can relate to those characters. But, you know, it's just like, I don't know, they're all so lovely in their own ways. And, like, I mean, Kitty really is the scene stealer in those movies. Like, what a precocious child. Yes, the best. (laughs) Uh, Also, I loved the fact that it's, like, a teen movie and, like, a teen mm -hmm. rom-com. I loved that when, like, he got prom king and, like, a different girl got prom queen that wasn't, like, a plot point as, like, jealousy. Like, that was just, like, I'm gonna stand here and watch and be happy in this moment. Yeah, that's exactly it. Because, like, every teen teen movie, when that Mm -hmm. happens, they, like, storm out. Right, yeah. Or, like, you danced with another girl. (laughs) Yeah, I like that that wasn't, like... this school-sanctioned event. (laughs) Like, it wasn't a big deal. It was just, like, yeah, no, like, we knew he was going to be prom king. Yeah. So. (laughs) And, like, she didn't get it by, like, some fluke where you're, like, what? Yeah, okay, right? It's, like, we're not doing that. I also really loved the progression from like the first movie into the last one of Laura Jean's friendship with Jen I thought that was so incredibly well done and I love like how they ended up at the end versus like where they started so good (laughs) so good also I want that pink couch oh yeah I was like (laughs) I would like that please (laughs) everything was just very good it's just oh oh what day was his name? Day. 
oh kitty's little boyfriend yes. from korea so yeah. cute <laughs> so cute i loved that story oh uh, i know i love that like she was like he doesn't like harry potter this will <laughs> never work <laughs> i'm just watching baseball oh so sweet and all of those movies are so aesthetically pleasing like yes. whoever like designed all the sets for them and stuff like that like i would kill for laura jean's bedroom yeah. like it is so gorgeous it's such a good like design of like a teen girl's bedroom yeah. because sometimes i feel like in movies it's like so unbelievable like mm-hmm. you can see that they tried to like jam things in there to make it look like <laughs> lived in and stuff but it's like that looks like all things that would happen in a yeah. girl's bedroom <laughs> like you don't have like i don't know some of them are under like like what <laughs> why would you have that my parents wouldn't buy me like a spinning closet like things like that you know <laughs> you're like what uh i'm just i'm so happy that we got those movies because they are just so delightful and they are something that i will continue to go back to for years to come so. <laughs> i was gonna say now they're all in one spot at the same time exactly <laughs> just, just like full marathon of it <laughs> But yeah, like my mom and I watched the third one and then we immediately watched the first one afterwards because I was like, no, like I'm not ready to leave this world. <laughs> no, we have world to start right over. <laughs> we have to start over. Don't don't let me go. No, I'm not ready to say goodbye. Oh. I liked the little thing at the end, like the credits too, where it was like showing all the movies. I was like, stop, this is so cute. That was too much. It really like <laughs> it really got me. <laughs> please enough I remember being scared to watch the first one because people were like hyping it up so much that I was like am I gonna watch this and be like it was okay and then be disappointed (laughs) but no it was so good I remember the first one came out when I was in Montreal with somebody who is no longer a friend of mine and it was one of those things where like I was on Twitter and all of a sudden this was the only thing people yeah. were talking about. Everyone was talking about this Peter Kavinsky guy. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. It was like all that I would see on Twitter. And then I remember getting home from my trip and my mom was like, oh, I watched this really good movie while you were gone called To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I was like, are you kidding me? Like everyone has been talking about that on Twitter. And she was like, oh, it's really good. Like I'll watch it with you. Yeah. Or like if you like want to watch it. I was like, Okay. <laughs> My mom watched it without me too. Oh my god! My little cousin, (laughs) my little cousin, her sister was at like a baseball tournament, so she wanted to stay here. Mm -hmm. So I was at work, and then came home, and they had watched it or something. I was out somewhere, and then I came home, and they were just (laughs) finishing the end. I was like, really? (laughs) I wanted to watch that too, right? Like it was just it really took the world by storm when it first came out and I was like what is this (laughs) why does everybody know about this thing except for me (laughs) please what is this um the only other thing which is like very different in tone to this is um I watched the uh the Cecil Hotel thing on Netflix oh yes crime scene the vanishing at the Cecil Hotel I mean, it was fine. I was just talking to talking to this. No, I was <laughs> talking about this to mm-hmm. my mom last yeah. night because I keep seeing it like recommended 
in Netflix or like people talking about it on Twitter and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just like I know we've talked about this before, you and I, about this case. Yes. But it's just like this one doesn't feel like we need a documentary about no. it. And like this we one definitely just didn't. seems like <laughs> No, it just feels like this is a very, like, open and shut, like, sad case of, like, someone's mental illness Mm -hmm. not being checked because they didn't take their medications. And, like, that's a really unfortunate accident that happened. And it feels kind of, like, gross to keep being like, but what if? Yeah, that was – so, like, I had – multiple issues with it and like that was one of the ones one of the main ones where it was like a this didn't need to be a four-part docuseries um it's four it's four parts um you can go on youtube and find like a 20 minute video that'll recap everything for you (laughs) and you'll get just you'll get just as much information like it's fine um and that was the other thing where it's like the i liked the last episode the most because Mm -hmm that was when they kind of like obviously wrap everything up and that's when it's kind of like you kind of realize that like oh this was just a case of like you said like just mental illness that wasn't you know dealt with um and like it's it's just like a really unfortunate really sad accident and it's just like it it just is like more of a bummer than anything um, but like the first three episodes, you know, like they're entertaining all of these conspiracy theories and it's like, I get it. Like, that's kind of like, I guess like as it was happening, like certainly like an interesting part of the case. And like, there yeah. were so many weird things that kind there of like are, corresponded. Yeah. And I totally get how people would like latch onto that and be like, but oh my God, there's like something more sinister yeah. at work here. Like there's a cover up, like, you know, like people are like going on about like the LAPD is covering something up. I'm like, to what end? You know, like yeah, I don't trust know, this- the police. Like, <laughs> But, like, what what's their end game with covering up the death of this random Canadian tourist? Yeah, like, this one doesn't say, like, do I believe they've covered things up? Absolutely. Absolutely. Do we think it's this one? No. no. It also just, like, the video of her in the elevator is, like, very disturbing because mm-hmm. of, like, her hand motions and her, like, looking out and stuff like that. But that's also very much explained by, like, her forgetting to take her medication yeah. or, like, not being on her medication. And, like, to just keep being, like, but, like, but what if it was ghosts? Like, right? it wasn't ghosts. You know? And so I feel like the last episode was good because that's when they're basically, like, oh, yeah, you know, she had these mental health issues. She hadn't been taking her meds regularly. Yeah. Um, and you know oh turns out like she probably just got into the water tank herself and like accidentally drowned like it just like it's (laughs) sometimes the most obvious answer is like is it the right one you know and so it's like it did just feel like kind of gross and exploitative to be like talking about all these conspiracy theories and like all of this other shit and it's like I don't know it's like the Cecil Hotel it's like it was also gross to like see all these like YouTubers that are like flocking there after the fact and being like this is the floor she was staying on like this is the elevator that she was in and like it's just like someone died that's the thing it's like that's what we always talk about like when we're talking about like these true crime things where it's just like this is like an actual person who had like an actual family and like now they're dead and like that's really unfortunate and it's like you're just kind of like sensationalizing it and being like, but oh my God, like what if she was murdered? What if there's supernatural forces at play? Yeah. Something's going on. And it's like, no, like it's no, just like, really I think sad. It's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things that's just like, of all the things, like there are 
endless unfortunately <laughs> endless true crime stories mm-hmm. that you can go off on conspiracies yeah. like all you want because they're unsolved that's like ooh, what happened and like that actually has like a oh yeah what did happen there are mm-hmm. different possibilities and outcomes but like this one is just like really sad and like an accident like exactly. it's not anyone did anything maliciously it's just like someone was mentally ill and something bad happened to them right and like I kind of I just kind of hate how they played up all these other aspects to it when like in reality it's like a pretty open and shut case and like yeah it took them a while to like figure out what had happened and like there were some inconsistencies and people were really suspicious but it's like it's not a true crime thing like at the end of the day like it's not like it's just like it's just an unfortunate accidental death and so it's like you spend three episodes being and like obviously like a lot of people like know the case already but it's like you know if somebody's like just going in for the first time like doesn't know a lot about it it's like you spend three episodes being like oh my god well what about this and what about that and like it could be so many things and then by the like the last episode it's just like oh like she just like died accidentally and it's really tragic and like why did we spend so much time like talking about like conspiracy theories and like feeding into this when we actually know what did happen like it was what happened why are you spending time being like what if and it was like it was just truly bizarre because like they spent so much time talking about like where the Cecil Hotel is located like on Skid Row in downtown Los Angeles and like they were talking so much about Skid Row and like (laughs) It just kind of felt like, I was like, obviously that's like a huge issue that yeah. like should be addressed because it's like you have like this insanely large population of people without homes who, you know, have a myriad of issues that they're dealing yeah. with and like no resources. But it's like, they spent so much time talking about it. I'm like, but this doesn't play a role in any yeah. of this. Like, you are know? you trying to blame the people without homes for this crime? They were trying to, like, paint the picture of, like, you know, it was such a seedy area. Yeah. And there were a lot of, like, dangerous people because, like, the crime rate right there is really high. And, you know, there's a lot of people, um, you know, who use drugs and, like, who they themselves are mentally ill. And so, like, they're yeah. painting, like, this picture and it's just, like, None of this is relevant to what happened no, to this girl because like, she acts like she accidentally drowned. Like that again. Like they're just trying to like to do. they're trying to like throw people off the scent. Yeah. Like, oh, something sinister happened, and it's like no, <laughs> no, and it's like not even like you're saying. It's like it's not even like one of those cases where it's like something sensational like did happen, and they're like up playing that and being like make like sensationalizing it even more. It's yeah. just like something happened and and it's very clear cut but you're gonna like insert things just to sensationalize them and it's like yeah why are we doing that that's exactly it so I wouldn't really recommend it um because it's not like you're gonna get any new information I mean like it's a closed case they've determined that it was like an accidental drowning or whatever it's like I don't know I just I watched it this weekend yeah. just to like have something on in the background when I was doing other stuff and I was just kind of like mm, no we didn't need this <laughs> no. no it's not for me no it's like uh. I said you know if you really want to like learn about the case there are like so many YouTube videos out there that will like summarize it for you in like 20 minutes and you'll save yourself a lot of time (laughs) and I I also feel like so much of like the conspiracy is like supernatural and it's like okay like I don't think I don't think that that's like an accurate conspiracy 
for you to have. Like, I don't think that could ever be like, ooh, yeah. Right? That's it. You know, and it's <laughs> that like, would never hold up in a court of law. Well, like, exactly. It's like what you're gonna arrest a ghost? Like, what are you what are sir, you hoping? You're under arrest? Like, what are you hoping the closure from that will be? It's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna get the demon who did this. <laughs> like, I don't You can rest easy knowing we put that <laughs> demon away. Like Casper's behind bars. Like we can all calm down. We can all relax. I don't know. It's like I think. Like, honestly, I think just, like, and, like, they get into, like, a lot of the history about the hotel, but I think, like, that would have been more interesting yeah. rather than focusing, like, on the Elisa Lamb case as, like, the main, like, plot of this docuseries, just doing a series on the Cecil Hotel and, like, all the other, like, actual fucked up, like, crime that is happening Like, you could, you could literally have your four episodes be a different story, each one. Like, yeah. there's enough to go around, unfortunately. Like, there's enough, like, other, like, crazy shit that's happened there that, I yeah. mean, like, obviously crime is tragic and stuff like that, but, like, I don't know. It just felt weird, like, painting this as, like, this, like, true crime yeah. series and, like, ooh, who did it and like or what did it you know yeah. and like oh, all ghost. of this like painting all of this mystery and then it's just like it it was just a, a girl who had bipolar and and was accidentally off, drowned you know was wasn't taking her meds and you know had a horrible accident and it's like that's <laughs> I don't really find that entertaining I guess no. and the other thing is like the only things I've ever seen are like supernatural okay mm-hmm. like I don't think we can count that um <laughs> that someone was there following mm-hmm. her like well, there's obviously cameras, and you never see that person yeah. ever. So, like, surely you would have seen them on a floor, <laughs> being suspicious, walking by, looking for someone. Right. And then, like, the other argument is always, like, how did she, like, close the thing herself? Mm-hmm. It's, it's very easy to, like, put something in somewhere and, like, open it, and then have that thing fall out. Like, door stoppers. How right? does that the door open well and this is the whole thing is that when she was first discovered somebody said that the latch to the water tank was closed they later realized that it wasn't it had been open the whole time and so that was basically like the final straw in terms of everybody being like oh okay like yeah nobody did this to her like this was something that like she did herself sort of thing and it's just like you're basing all of these theories on like this one like in like not insignificant but, like this one really tiny detail that like could so easily be mixed not up in like the case yeah because like what they explain in the docuseries is that they had like a maintenance worker go up to the roof to check because they were having water issues which like that's a whole other gross thing and like oh, makes me yeah. feel very I know. squiggly inside i think about that all the time um so they had like a maintenance worker go up and like when he went up he said that like the latch or the hatch to the water tank was open but then it's like he could have closed it or something before he like went back down to like get like the cops or whatever because then like one of the cops was like oh no it was closed when like we came up here and it's just like yeah yeah like he could have closed it maybe it fell closed or maybe you're just like mistaken you know like yeah but that's what like like, that's a very easily like that's what like so much of like that's what so much of this was like hanging on was like Mm -hmm. well if the hatch was closed she couldn't have done this to herself because she couldn't have closed it and it's like okay (laughs) also like I like that doesn't hold up for like a lot of reasons clearly like it could have been wedged open it could have not even been closed like they said but also like 
I don't know. Like sometimes when people are having like episodes, they have unusual strength. Like sometimes that comes with the territory. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. So weird. I think it's weird that that one was made. I'm gonna be yeah. And then like there was this whole like other like subplot or like not subplot, but there was like this like musician who like this like death metal musician from like Mexico or something like that, who you know was like one of those like like clearly just doing a lot of stuff for shock value and like Mm. had a lot of songs about like murder and like killing women and stuff like that. Really edgy stuff. Really edgy. And he had like a music video where like a woman gets like murdered in it. And like he had stayed at the Cecil Hotel like a year before the Elisa Lamb thing. Uh But then of course like all these like web sleuths online like compiled all of this like evidence quote unquote Mm -hmm. that like he was the one who killed her. And, like, this man, like, I don't know anything about him personally, so it's, like, if he's a horrible person, like, sorry. But it's just, like, I do feel badly for him in this instance because, like, he was getting, like, death threats. Like people Yeah, just, like, were, a like, bunch of random people online being, like, you're a murderer. Like, people were, like, accusing him of murder. People were telling him to kill himself. Like, pe- like he was getting, like, so much, like, awful harassment online because, like, some people had found this, like, flimsy theory and, like, ran with it. To the point where it's like all of his social media got deactivated because people were calling him a murderer and so like platforms like youtube and facebook and like i don't know like instagram or something like kicked him off of the platform like could not be on there anymore it was just like so awful and then of course like when it's proven later that you know it was an accident it wasn't wasn't a homicide like you know he they were interviewing him for the series and he was like you know no one ever like apologized or like anything like that and it's just like you you could have ruined this man's life like he could have like you know killed himself or something for all the harassment that he was getting and it's like I get the idea that people like want to help and want to help solve something and especially like this that was just so like odd at the time yeah but it's like you have no real proof that this man was involved like he was saying in the series he's like I wasn't even in the country when she like when she died like I yeah <laughs> I had been at that hotel a year prior like there was no overlap he was like you know like yeah I you know make scary songs and like have kind of this like alter ego or whatever he's like I'm not a murderer <laughs> And that's one of those things, like, even, like, if it's been disproven, like, Mm -hmm. that's always still going to be attached to his name. Mm -hmm. Like, if you Google him, like, I'm sure that's the only thing that comes up before his music. And, like, even if it says, like, disproves or, like, speaks out against, like, allegations, like, it's always still going to be, like, he was accused of murdering someone by thousands of people on the internet. Like, that just can't go away. No, it's just, it's awful. The whole thing, uh, the whole series was a lot. I You're not missing anything by not watching it. Let me just say that. But thank you for saving me from it. Because I was thinking, because I was trying to explain to my mom, because she's not very familiar with, like, mm. true crime or true crime adjacent. <laughs> um, But she was like, oh, should I watch that? And I was like, well, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna say no. I think we're gonna pass. I'm gonna pass. Yeah, I don't think you're missing anything. Um, I think there are better actual true crime docuseries um, available (laughs) to to watch on Netflix. You know, like (laughs) so weird. (sighs) Like, 
what other like accidental death documentaries like are on right oh my god it <laughs> so, is very bizarre i don't know so odd i don't know why they felt the need to to go down that road but um you know they did and that was a choice <laughs> <laughs> that was they did that we'll give them that yeah they probably shouldn't have but um, i wish they didn't <laughs> They did. Um, oh, they also just like as an aside, like one of the people that they had in the series was like the former manager of the hotel, like mm-hmm. during the time that like all of this was going on, and like she just was she was an interesting character. Oh, um, first of all, I'm just like, why would you want to manage that hotel? You know, like that get seems, me out of there. <laughs> that seems like a choice, and it's like she was talking about when she like first got the job and she was like being shown around by like another employee and like they were like pointing out all the rooms where people had died over the years and the new manager was like is there a room that maybe somebody hasn't died in like could we maybe check that out um so like that makes me question um her mental state just yeah the fact that she would take that job yeah and then it's like um I guess, like, after the um, death had been ruled an accident or whatever, like, Elisa Lamb's family, like, filed, like, a civil suit against the hotel for, like, I don't know, just, like, not having, like, Mm -hmm. the fact that she was, like, able to get up to the roof and, like, get in the water tank, like, it seems like there maybe should have been, like, some more things in place to prevent that from happening. Measures to stop her? Yeah. And the manager was like, oh, well, you know, like, the the roof, or the door up to the roof was, like, alarmed, like, only staff could get up there. She was like, but, you know, like, the fire escapes, like, you could get up there, like, anybody could, like, access the roof, and then, you know, she was like, yeah maybe like now they would put locks on the water tanks but like that wasn't a regulation that we used to have and stuff like that (laughs) I just I love that they couldn't get up there if they weren't well she did regardless right that was the only thing but then you follow that up with oh well I guess she could from the fire escape because it was so stupid because it's like they have all these fire escapes that go up the side of the building that you can get onto the roof from and it's like obviously it's like I get the need for fire escapes like those seem important but it's like (laughs) I don't like the access of the roof thing seems a little sketchy and then so it's just like either way there's a way up there for somebody who like isn't an employee and then I guess like this kind of prompted you know officials to be like well the water tank should be locked because that's so easy for somebody to just like tamper with the hotel's water supply if they're not and someone could just get clearly just get up there at any point so you know and so it was just like she was the former manager was just like I was like I don't I don't know if we needed to hear you speak about this ma'am <laughs> oh, how much we can trust you on any topic ma'am you know I was just like eh, I don't know if that really added anything but it was it was weird like I'd almost like say watch it just because it was like such a bizarre yeah such a bizarre production <laughs> I think it might have to be a in the background thing like you yeah it's like let it's it like go. it's good for that like I certainly wouldn't recommend like um giving it your full 100% attention but like yeah. if you want something on in the background then it's like kind of intriguing but they like, it was just it was so weird like I was just like why did we do this this just didn't need to be a thing and you've made it a four-part thing and like I said they just they spent so much time talking about like skid row and then they, like, kind of were talking about the topic of, like, gentrification, which, like, was kind of interesting. 
and then you know like the last episode talked a lot about mental health it was like they're kind of like skirting around a lot of topics that I think <laughs> like doing you know are like worth speaking about but it was just like I don't know it felt disjointed it felt unnecessary more than anything so well, like too many big things to talk about mm-hmm. and you're just kind of like doing a disservice to all of them yeah. if you're putting them in one thing very that like I said I think it would have been more interesting if it was just based on the hotel exclusively Mm. rather than like having this case be like the underlying thread throughout all of it because like this case is just just it's just sad sad and there's there's nothing really that interesting about it like when you get down to it (laughs) it's just like what sparked it all being such a thing was the elevator footage and it just because it's like a body not moving in a natural looking way mm-hmm. and that's just that's mental illness that's, that's mental illness happens. love that's what happens <laughs> um what's what's going on in the world any any news any news. <laughs> uh, more trisha paytas always more. always <laughs> I, we talked we talked about um the david dobrik of it all last mm-hmm. time yeah but i don't know if the seth interview was that before i think that came out the day after or okay. i think it came out after we recorded so we haven't but spoken there's about like that. development there big with, time with h3 specifically also in that journey uh, um <laughs> and that was a journey. <laughs> that was a journey. Um so they talk a lot about David on mm-hmm. frenemies specifically because Trisha um Trisha said since like leaving that group she's been very outspoken about David Dobrik and Jason Nash. I almost said Jason again. Jason <laughs> too. I think <laughs> that's just his name now. We're yeah. stuck. Um been very like vocal and outspoken about like how they mistreated her while she was like involved in the vlog squad and Mm -hmm. how like there's all like video evidence too of all the things that she says for the most part that's exactly it like there's actually so much proof it's alarming (laughs) and there's like so many clips of like things that she's like not even said as like oh this happened but like you can find compilations of just like jason being like emotionally abusive and like mm. verbally abusive like talking about her weight all the time telling her like not to eat things Ugh. even though he's like eating too like yeah right just like very weird and just like mean behavior from him mm. but there's like she's always talked about this since leaving the group and since she was um 51 and everything but um h3 <laughs> their own podcast (laughs) were discussing things and they wanted to bring in one of their producers on the show they wanted to bring in a resident expert (laughs) on being an idiot (laughs) (laughs) um so they brought him in they did Mm -hmm. they brought um av with one of their producers to provide um what i don't know an (laughs) alternate opinion of like is david dobrik a good guy and I, I just not. <laughs> I think we need to like really like hammer home the point that like A B does not know David Dobrik oh, or Jason Nash. Not in any way associated or affiliated. Um, is not a friend, is no. not any sort of like hasn't even met them. I hasn't think. even met them. Not but, even like a fan meet and greet met no. them. Like, I don't think he's ever been involved. But he decided that he was the right person to step up 
and really offer his opinion on this. Yeah. <laughs> and his opinion um, at the very just like core of it was like, it's I'm watching it. So it's like TV. So it's not real. Like that was that was the opinion was because I watch it on box. It not real. <laughs> That was that was the opinion. I watch it on box, so it's not real. Like, no, that was it. That was basically um he his big points were it's like a sitcom. Yeah. Um and they had to know. people are lying. Yeah. It was it's a sitcom, they had to know. Also, he's full of shit. That was the other one. <laughs> Just okay big strong opinions and i think like again to reiterate so at this point um like three separate people who were formerly part of the vlog squad have like come forward and like talked Mm -hmm. about their experiences like trisha's obviously talked about it big nick who i think we mentioned last week on the podcast yeah i think that interview had come out yeah and then seth who i think we mentioned the podcast but he hadn't done his interview with h3 yet Mm -hmm. basically like three people who have come forward at various points and like expressed what happened to them how they were treated while they were part of the vlog squad and it's like I like it's people I mean it's like whatever it's like I guess like you're entitled to like believe or not believe whatever you want but you know these people are coming forward and telling like their version of the story yeah. and it's just three <laughs> separate people mm-hmm. who aren't friends like they yeah. don't in fact two of them don't get along like <laughs> Nick and Trisha don't get along so it's three people who don't have any relationship between them, mm-hmm. who were all involved with the vlog squad at different times, are all having the same sort of behavior. Like, obviously, it's different in each case, mm-hmm. but like a, a pattern, I would say, of mm-hmm. behavior from specifically David and Jason. Yep. So, like, I don't think you, as a person who's never been involved, can say he's full of shit. <laughs> Just so, because it's a sitcom? It's a sitcom. I just want to know what sitcoms he's watching, I guess, because I have never seen one in that format <laughs> of a vlog. Um, They really just took, like, the mockumentary style of The Office and really just, <laughs> so like, far. turned it on its head, you know? Um. <laughs> like, oh, my God. It was... It was painful to hear this man dig him further and further into a hole Mm -hmm. because it's just like, like, it was so bad. Like, it was so bad. It was, (laughs) it, it was someone saying that they were assaulted. Mm -hmm. Um, it was someone saying that they were like constantly humiliated because they have a disability Mm -hmm. and it was someone saying um, my boyfriend, someone who I was in a literal relationship with, I asked people to stop making jokes that were directly impacting our relationship. Mm-hmm. And then I was isolated and like exiled from mm-hmm. this group, basically. And it like had real, real life impacts on her like mental health. And mm-hmm. she wound up being hospitalized because of that. Um, and then he's just like, don't believe it. It's a sitcom. <laughs> A-B. A-B. I just, the level of victim blaming that came out of that 
was astronomical. Astronomical. Um, I and again, it's like you are entitled to believe or not believe whatever you want. Like if you personally are like, I don't believe what these three people are saying. Fine. Um, cool. What you don't get to do is go on a podcast and spend thirty minutes. <laughs> talking about how you don't believe them and trying to sit there and like debunk every one of their points okay you as somebody who was not involved don't get to do that yeah (laughs) also um i like i don't know people can be very observant Mm -hmm. but also like you're looking at this after you know what happened like you know that it was jason who kissed that you are going into it with that knowledge Mm -hmm. he didn't he was going into it with this is someone that they said i was going to kiss who is a woman Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it's jason and then this is a commercial that i'm going to be in where i have to kiss someone and then finding out it's Jason. Like, he didn't have the the setup of, like, oh, my God, we're going to trick him. It's going to be Jason. Like, you went into it with that knowledge. Of course, you're going to be like, wow, it's so obviously him. <laughs> because I just saw it a minute ago. Right? Like, yeah, we as the audience are seeing all of, like, the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. Like, the setup to the quote-unquote joke, joke that's about to happen. <laughs> It was insane um, how long this man talked for. <laughs> and, and and not a single point, really, other than uh, they're lying. Mm-hmm. And it's a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, I liked how he was like, he basically believed Nick to a certain mm-hmm. extent, although Nick's mom was there, so that made it better. Um, and then, like, he, like, kind of believed Trisha, I guess... But then, like, he, like, had, like, a hard line where he was, like, I don't believe Seth. That felt weird. <laughs> that felt racial. Um, I also don't, like, just to the Nick and his mom point again. Like, <laughs> I don't know if there's, like, a point. specific to me situation. But I just, like, if I was, like, if I was being bullied in elementary school mm-hmm. and my mother happened to be present somewhere around. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that she'd be, like, enough to this child. Like, you know what no. I mean? Like, yeah, I just no, exactly. Like it's, it's her, like, she's looking at the situation as, like, this is my kid who I love. Mm-hmm. And these are his friends. You're not going to embarrass him by being, like, do not speak to him in that way. Like, you're making no, fun exactly. of him. And it's, like, like, I think... Big Nick said in his interview on H3 that it's like his mom didn't know the extent to which like he was like being bullied or like how he was feeling about all of it and so it's just like you know yeah she was in like a couple of like videos like here or there like short clips like I'm sure she thought it was all in good fun and like you know Mm -hmm. she was joking or whatever because like the camera's on her like again like like you said what is she gonna do like chastise David like (laughs) like that would just like that would be worse Nick in like every possible way like every outcome of that is worse if his mom said something well exactly and I feel like it also like goes further to the point where it's just like Nick has probably been like infantilized for a lot of his life just because of like his disability or whatever yeah and so it's just like I'm sure his mom is like very cognizant of that and probably like tries to avoid like 
playing into that so it's like yeah. what's she gonna do like oh my god don't bully don't my child touch my baby oh my god, like don't, like you know it's like he was however old he was at that point yeah. you know he was like a little bit older she was probably thinking like you know if he wants to stand up for himself like he's fully he capable of doing that and again also, these are his friends quote these are his friends quote unquote like <laughs> the fact that that was like ab's like big big point to all of that was just like well nick couldn't have been getting bullied his mom was there <laughs> Like, I really urge everyone who's listening to watch AB on H3. <laughs> wow, AB, AB on, on H3. H3. <laughs> Talk about this because I have never seen someone just like dig, like you said, dig just deeper and deeper, also with their foot in their mouth the whole time. Yeah, like, it was it's like actually impressive. <laughs> it's actually, yeah. Like, it's almost like, okay, that, <laughs> no points were made. Good job. Physiologically, that shouldn't be possible. And but yet, here he is. And it's, like, it's funny because it's, like, he started in the hole, you know? Yes. Like, the hole was, like, already, like, partially yeah. dug and he, like, got in there. Yeah, he climbed um, on it. Because, like, baseline, his opinions were so stupid. And then he just, like, doubled, tripled, quadrupled yeah. down on them. <laughs> yeah. And then... He would do this thing that was really fun, I think, where he'd be like, I'm not victim blaming. I'm just saying that it is the victim's fault. (laughs) That was every other sentence was like, I don't think like Trisha, like, didn't like, I don't know. I don't think Trisha liked it, but like, I don't think that I think Trisha could have stopped it. Like that kind of thing where it's like, what? It was truly a mess. Um, And so after that, Trisha posted a video of her own that was so entertaining to watch, where she basically spent however long it was, was 20 minutes, half an hour, um, calling AB a dumbass and saying how stupid he was. In so many different ways. In so many different ways. (laughs) Like, she really, like, got the thesaurus out on that one and was like, let's Let's (laughs) let's add a little spice. but it's like she basically went through it was a really good video because she went through all of his points quote unquote (laughs) and basically was like explaining why what he was saying was completely dangerous completely insulting to victims who Mm -hmm. come forward about any type of abuse and like she really put him in his place (laughs) yes and then um the internet did as well there was a just a huge backlash um because he sounded horrible like he just really sounded terrible and so they then had another episode where they had him on listening to seth talk about all the horrible things that david put him through oh and then my god logan pointed out i had finished like i got to the end of seth talking and i just thought like okay i don't think the rest i stopped watching there mm-hmm. logan finished watching it today and there was a it it went back to AB and that was <laughs> it was worth it all for that moment because mm-hmm. Seth talks for an hour like his interview is long mm-hmm. and he speaks so gracefully as Zoe yeah. said when we were talking about this earlier so gracefully so eloquently so maturely yeah about the for situation. someone who had like the stuff that happened to him happen for him to come on and be like, I don't wish like ill will on David or anything. No, but that's just like great. That's just like grace to the it, fullest. Like, like it I was incredible. I do that. He was so composed. He like was just able to speak about his experiences 
in like just incredibly like I was like truly in awe the entire time I was watching it because I was like wow like you have dealt with some shit and like the fact that you're able to sit here right now and speak so calmly about it and like you said like at the end of the day say that you like don't wish ill will on this fucking clown yeah incredible and also explain the situation to people who are like the second like the first Jason situation with like him pretending to be Corinna and kissing Mm -hmm. him like everyone at H3 was like yeah that was like messed up Mm -hmm. and then the second one they were like oh it seems like he's kind of in on it yeah so like him explaining the situation to people who kind of had that in the like forefront of their mind and Mm -hmm. be like well actually like this is what happened and change like change the perspective entirely like that's a lot to be able to do that so eloquently and and like he talked also about like he was a part of a lot of like racist jokes basically that david would make like at his expense and it's like i thought that was like such like a compelling part of like when he was speaking was about like you know i like people in like my community or whatever like looked at me and were like what the fuck is wrong with you basically like you just allowed that to happen and it's just like it was like it was really good like i would honestly recommend like everyone go watch it um but yeah a b afterwards they like like Ethan like kind of throws it back to AB and he's just like so how do you feel having you know heard all of that from Seth and I wish I could like I want a screenshot of AB's face in that moment and I just want it plastered on my walls (laughs) it just felt like you know in like Disney movies (laughs) where like I'm thinking specifically like Oliver and company (laughs) When he's, like, out in the rain in the cardboard box and it, like, zooms in on him and it's just, like, very sad and you're, like, oh. Yeah. Except, like, you feel bad for the kitten in that yeah. instance. Mm-hmm. Like, I do not feel bad for A.B., no. but his face was very, like, Pixar animal eyes. He just I'm sad. He looked so defeated. And yeah. it's, like, who wouldn't be? Because, and he was, like... like sprawled on the table that he was on and he was just kind of like shaking his head but like not looking it's like it really is just like one of those things where it's like you have like he has like a really large platform because of the h3 podcast and you know this was something that started out as like a conversation behind the scenes with him and ethan and then ethan was like you know maybe this is something we should like speak about like on the podcast yeah and it's like that's fine you know like have a conversation I think if AB was smart he wouldn't have had that conversation on the podcast because you're sitting there being like I don't believe victims basically that was the gist of it in today's Um, day and age not a good look no not a good look and you can't hide behind the fact that you were playing devil's advocate or that your mommy is a lawyer or whatever (laughs) the fuck else you said god let's unpack that for a second there was a lot to unpack gave an apology to trisha (laughs) apology should be used uh loosely Loosely. as well um he wrote something up that he thought was gonna get him an a plus plus on his apology assignment Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he in a part of it Mm -hmm. said as the child of two lawyers, mm-hmm. I just believe in like hearing both sides first, like something like that. Yeah. Where it's like nothing 
um, was compelling you to tell us that you, what what your parents were. <laughs> like, wait, wait, they, wait, 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 wait. Remember when he said he was deep into the civil rights movement? Oh my gosh. Rip headphone users. I just ate the microphone. Oh my god. Yes. He said that he would like never victim blame, mm-hmm. um, even though he spent like the previous episode doing it for like 40 minutes. All he did, yeah. Um, because he's like deep in the civil rights movement. So everyone remember what he's done for you and your country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he um he did march alongside Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I don't think we he can did. forget that. Zoom in, he's right there. He's hey he's right there. Haters will say it's photoshopped, but he's there. Um, yeah, that was, he's deep in the civil rights movement. Both of his parents are lawyers. Um, and then also, I forget like what he brought it up for, but he said that he like was pre-med. He brought that up. Oh, because they were talking, they kind of went off track and were talking about how, um, Trisha had like fake tanner on her hands. Oh, yeah. And he was like, oh, that, that's the, uh, that's the iodine in, uh, fake tanner. You know, I, uh, it's pre-med. So I, I know about that. Like, okay. I know about that too. Like that's like a that's like a well known fact. Like people like fake tanner. Like there's if it, it gets on your hands, so you don't wash your hands properly, then they're gonna look blotchy and orange. Okay, so but he's uh, pre med. He's pre med. of lawyers. Yeah. Deep in the civil rights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he um he's a hero. <laughs> At the end of the day, what I want you to take away from this is that AB. Has done so much for us. Yeah, and we should be we should be grateful, actually. Yeah. Um But the whole thing is just like really insane, and it really just is so noticeable that like David needs to be held accountable for some of the shitty behavior. Yeah. Like it's just it's gone too far at this point. There are three people who all have, like you said, strikingly similar stories <laughs> yeah. about how they were treated. And what happened to them when they spoke up about how they were treated. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't know, David. Falls in your court, I guess. <laughs> it's also, like, he's one of those people, so obviously, that can just, like, get away with things. Mm-hmm. And has been getting away with things. And I think it's time to maybe, like, not let that happen. Like, while we're holding YouTubers accountable for things. Yeah. Like, maybe, maybe also look at the... The YouTubers who are, like, held up as, like, being, like, a good YouTuber or, like, a really, like, wholesome YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Maybe dive into some of those, too. Hashtag time's up, David. <laughs> time's up. AB's mm-hmm. coming for you. He's a civil rights leader and he will end you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, I was saying this to Zoe earlier because, like, AB, like, got, like, like, demolished online like people like came for him and it's like he was like getting death threats and shit like that which I don't agree with and I think that that's like taking it too far um but like you put your opinion online you put it out for the public to hear um you don't get to be sad when people are then being critical of your opinion (laughs) that was the thing too like um Trisha today on Frenemies, they were like trying to convince her for the beginning a little bit, I think. <laughs> that like AB was sorry and like mm. he's a good guy and all this stuff. And she's like, Yeah, no, like I heard his apology, but like he still said it. Like 
he's just like apologizing now because he was called out for it. No, he's but just he like, said his opinion. That's his opinion. That's exactly it. It's just like he said something that, like, in that moment, he believed with his whole chest. Yeah. And then, you know, like, he clearly felt confident enough in himself and in his misguided opinions that <laughs> yeah. he was like, Yes, I will voice this on a podcast that has, like, whatever, like, millions of followers yeah. or millions of views and stuff. And then when it went live and people were listening to it and they were like, whoa, (laughs) that's a fucked up thing to say. He was like, oh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. (laughs) I see now the error of my ways. ways. Because they were pointed out to me, well, by people telling me to kill myself. Like, Like, I don't know. Like, if you're going to have a bad take, you got to defend it at least. Like Absolutely. You can't, you can't immediately be like, oh, no, kidding. Oh, I was bad. I was wrong. Like, you were, yes. <laughs> but why? Yeah. Like, why were you wrong? It's not just because people told you you were, but, like, what's the reason you're now understanding that what you said was bad? That's exactly it, you know? It's just, like, it's been, like, less than 24 hours. So it's just, like, I can't imagine that, like, your opinion has changed that quickly. No. Like, I get that, you know, opinions change over the time and, like, you can grow as a person, but... It's a really quick turnaround time for you to all of a sudden be like, oh my God, no, that's not at all what I believe. It's like, it is what you believe. Yeah, because you said it. (laughs) You then got criticism that you weren't expecting and people weren't agreeing with you. (laughs) They didn't love it, I'll be honest. (laughs) They were not a fan. (laughs) Oh, yeah. So that's a saga that we will be following further because I don't think it's over yet. (laughs) We will be keeping a close eye on that saga. Tune in. Watch this space again. Watch this space, absolutely. Um, it just reminds me of like the Justin Timberlake of it all, where it's yes. like if you have to bully someone into apologizing, mm-hmm. they're not really sorry. No, no. And I think that that's um, something everybody should get through their heads. <laughs> yeah, it's that was this week's Hot Take Tuesday. Check it out on Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> it's fun. There's a thread on Twitter. It's very exciting. We're full of hot takes. Full of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's not an apology. Um, if you have to be forced to do it, if you feel bullied into doing it, mm-hmm. if you feel like you have to do it because like it will negatively impact like your own career moving forward. Yeah. That's not an apology. That's not... That's not also if like someone's telling you like you have to apologize and then you apologize. That's also not an apology. Not an apology. Um, And also like we've I think we've talked about this before, but it's like no one has to accept your apology. Like I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have where they're like, I'm going to apologize so that I'll feel better. Yeah. It's like that's actually shockingly not not how apologies work um (laughs) you should be apologizing because you sincerely feel sorry about something that you've done or said and you're apologizing as a way to like make peace with the other person um whether or not they accept that that is on them they have no obligation to accept your apology and frankly they shouldn't unless you've um demonstrated that your behavior has changed and in the case of justin timberlake you know he's apologizing for his treatment of Britney Spears and the Janet Jackson Super Bowl incident and the fact that he um, never came to her defense or Britney's defense. Um, those are things that happened nearly two decades ago. Yeah. And a lot of people have been saying, oh, well, you know, it's such old news. Like he's clearly changed since then. No, he hasn't because there are so many videos and clips and snippets of him throughout the years 
making the same old stupid jokes about both of the situations it's like you're not you're not sorry you don't feel bad about it because it's something that you've continued to joke about and profit off of for years and years um you've been able to have a career while both of these women were demonized by the media for various things that you played a role in Um, yeah that you were like very much involved in mm -hmm. like you it wasn't like I feel like his apology from what I saw like the notes app Mm. (laughs) the notes app very like oh yeah like I rode the coattails of Uh like the scandal or whatever it's like no you're like directly involved in it Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. wasn't just like oh yeah I just like tagged along yeah, no, it's, um, so you don't get to come in, you know, 18 years later with your little notes app apology being like, I am so sorry, I'm taking accountability. <laughs> um, no, the only reason you're apologizing is because the Britney documentary came out and everybody's been up your ass again, yeah. which they have been off and on for the past 20 years. <laughs> yes. Um, but it's just, it's bigger this time and it's yeah. harder to ignore. And, and more so... people are watching it because more people are at home. Exactly. <laughs> And so you're trying to come out ahead of this and, you know, offer up this really um, basic template apology in which you apologize, quote unquote, to Brittany and Janet in the same. No, these women deserve separate apologies that are much bigger than this. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I like I have a hard time when people do the notes app apologies when it's like two people. Because I feel like, have you apologized to them directly? No. Like, I really doubt it. Like, mm-hmm. I really, really doubt. Because I feel like if you had, your note would be much smaller. And mm-hmm. just to the point, yeah. like, I apologize to them directly. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, again. Something just like. That's exactly it. You know, like, if he really cared, which he doesn't, <laughs> then, yeah, he would have um, apologized at the time. Not. Yeah nearly 20 years later um and if he was apologizing again 20 years later because this both of these things I mean could deserve multiple apologies over years and years um yeah you should be calling up both of those women if they even want to speak to you which I wouldn't blame them if they don't um you should be calling them up privately and separately and having a conversation about um how shitty you are yep yep it's just so like luckily I a lot of the people that I follow on twitter were very like like-minded where they were like this isn't good enough this is too little too late this doesn't mean shit yeah but then like every so often I would see a weird ass take from somebody being like good for him you know certainly hot (laughs) pleasantly surprised that we Uh finally got this apology um good for him you know this shows something this shows that bullying works sort of thing and it's like um, again, if you have to be bullied into making an apology, you're not really sorry. And that's it's not an that. apology. It's just a statement to protect your own career. So how about we stop praising men for doing um, less Nothing. than the bare minimum <laughs> um, and go from there? Okay. Yeah, I think how that's about, a good place to how start. How about we make that our 2021 goal, everyone? Yay. <laughs> stop men is what I got from that. Period. <laughs> Boy. Oh god. Is there anything else that you want to um rant and rave about? I think that like this week, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. just like apol the apology thing always gets me riled up because yeah. I just feel like people don't know how to apologize. No, they and don't. That's like that's like a reoccurring thing just in life too. Like yes. personally, it's just mm-hmm. people don't know how to apologize. Um mm-hmm. And they also, like, just won't apologize. Like, not even that they don't know how, just they refuse to. 
So, like, when people get, like, praise mm-hmm. in the media for just, like, bare minimum, like, I'm sorry because people are telling me to be sorry. That doesn't do it for me. I'm not going to cut it. it doesn't, I'm sorry. That doesn't do it for me. I'm afraid. No. no, we're not. That's not it. That ain't that's it. That's not it. That's <laughs> not it. So, that's, like, I don't know if anything else has happened. Rush Limbaugh died. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, hello. Let's celebrate that. <laughs> that's something. That's a win. Amen. That's that's something to keep us going. That will sustain us for a while, at least. Is there anything else going on? Oh, I don't think so. Well, I mean, like, there probably is, but, like, but we simply can't we're, get into we're, it. We're tapping out. Um, Don't forget to follow us <laughs> on, um, on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at HonestlyPod and Facebook.com slash HonestlyPod. You can email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. We have a website, which is thehonestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home. Don't forget the slash home. It will lead you nowhere. And then we'll have to apologize to you via notes app. Oh, that, my like, God. It should have been there, but it wasn't because we don't have a domain name. We didn't buy one. Just slash home. I'm so, so sorry. A whole big thing. Once again, I'm so sorry. Hashtag uh, we're taking accountability. Taking accountability um. slash home. <laughs> don't forget that we have merch for perch um you can check that out on our website there's a little merch tab that you can click on or you can go to honestlypod.threadless.com check it out lots of cute stuff you know start your 2021 off right with our cute little faces we're so cute could be fun um don't forget to rate review and subscribe wherever you listen we're on apple Podcasts, spotify soundcloud potable pocket casts other places perhaps elsewhere who's to say um if you leave us a review on apple podcasts send us a screenshot of it and we'll send you some limited edition honestly bought stickers and they are limbish it's a different look. we've changed we've evolved we are we're not the same podcast that we were a year ago you know we've come so far we've taken accountability for new colors (laughs) it's big it's bold it's brave of us (laughs) is that it That's all. All right. Bye. Bye.